awesome. Uh, today on the eighth episode of the New Fangled podcast, we have uh, Ben Lynch. Uh, he is the lawyer for the people. Um, and I just love the way that Ben presents himself. It's kind of just like an everyday, everyday guy. Um, on his website, he even talks about like the things he enjoys doing outside of being an attorney, which includes uh, riding his motorcycle. So we're gonna, we're going to talk about that, I'm sure, Ben. But I'll turn it over to you to just kind of give us a brief introduction of who is Ben. Okay, uh, my name is Ben Lynch. I'm an attorney in Clive, Iowa, which is a suburb of Des Moines. I am 32 years old. Um, I'm a solo practitioner. I practice in a variety of areas of law, but I mainly consider myself a plaintiff's attorney. Um, my areas of law would consist of personal injury, work comp, employment, civil rights, and then I do uh, criminal and family law as well too. Um, I graduated in 2009 from Charles City High School, which is in Northeast Iowa, a small little town of six or 7,000 people. And then I got my undergraduate degree in philosophy and criminology. Mm -hmm. I graduated from UNI in 2013. Then I went to Drake, graduated in 2016, and I've been practicing for seven. And I've had my own firm for three years. And I, well, three years in a couple of weeks. So I'm going to be celebrating that anniversary, I think, in like a week or two. Oh, that's awesome. And what, what inspired you to go solo? Um, go your own thing. <sighs> couple different reasons. Um, at the time I was, at, prior to starting my own firm, I was in-house counsel at a big corporation. And what that pretty much means is I only have one client. My client is the business. Um, and you don't get any court experience. I don't get to interact with clients. I didn't get to do the, the fun stuff like um, going to trial or things like that. And I was kind of bored. And um, I generally have the demeanor of, I really, like doing things my way. I don't really like being told what to do. <laughs> same, same, hundred percent. I'd be an awful. I'd be an awful employee. Sometimes yeah. I'm an awful employee of myself. So I'm right there with you. So I, I couldn't do it anymore, and I wanted to start my own firm. I got pushed by some good friends and colleagues, and um, also at the time it was uh, close to the murder of George Floyd's death. And I was very, very, very involved in the protests, the legislation, the meetings, and I wanted to give back and provide my services and advice to you know friends and um, the underprivileged in my community. And I wasn't able to do that in my current job. So um, part of the reason I left was because I wanted to help people. I wanted to do pro bono work. I wanted to volunteer. I didn't want to have to ask for permission to go do this or that. And I wanted autonomy over my practice. So that's pretty much why I went out. So would you say that then your law firm is mission driven? Absolutely. Um, the great thing about having my own law firm is I get to pick what cases that come in the door. You know, I worked at other firms where you know, you just get a stack of three or four files put on your desk a couple days a week and they're like, okay, spin this file, make it happen. And you might not get along with the client or you might not believe in the mm -hmm. client or <laughs> you might, it just might not be something that you don't feel right about or that you just don't feel like doing. And now I take the cases that I want when I want. And I find with, that- With who, with who you want. Exactly. 
-hmm. if I get a bad vibe from someone or if somebody's, if I just don't really want to work with someone over the next year or two, I don't have to, or, you know, I can take a reduced rate. I can do stuff for free. I can charge extra high. If I don't really want to do something, <laughs> just, you know, yeah. scare them away. I, yeah. One of the phrases I have is I help good people in bad situations. Mm hmm not bad people in bad situations. And what I, and what I mean by that is, you know, we all know the bad person and you do criminal law. So I don't mean that kind of bad, right? Good people do bad things sometimes. Yep. Right. And it's um, really how that person is, right? Are they combative? Are they appreciative? Are they helpful? <laughs> you know, are they, are they collaborative? Um, at, at all. And I was just talking about this with someone is, you know, right now in the legal profession, we're hearing a lot about, you know, niche down and specialize. Mm -hmm. And it kind of seems like your niche is like legal services for everyday people. Mm -hmm. And so how did you, how, so other than, you know, you kind of had this calling to do it, how did you decide like these were the practice areas that serve everyday people? I'm not going to make up some bullcrap answer on this. <laughs> the, the honest, Which I appreciate it. Yeah. The honest answer to that question for why I started a kind of a general practice firm was because I was scared as heck and I wanted to be able to pay my bills. And I was like, I'm going to take everything that comes in the door. Um, <laughs> yeah. That is very, the honest, very, very practical. Very practical. Yeah. So, but, but, I, I was told by everybody and, I, and I'm not told that anymore because I think people see my firm and they, I think they understand where I'm going with it. Um, so I don't get battered about it as much. And maybe I'm just not asking for the advice as much anymore because I feel like I have a system that works, but people said, you know, find your niche and you know, you have one area of law that you practice in because uh, a jack of all trades is a master of none, or you can't truly under uh, hone your craft if you're doing all this and doing all that. I started out because I needed it and I've kind of kept it that way because I like it and it keeps me, it keeps my focus. It keeps me entertained. It keeps things interesting and engaging. And quite frankly, I'm not an expert and I'm not a vet by any means, but you know, if you take the time to learn things and have colleagues that you trust and you can read case law and statute, um, I don't think it's all that, insane to be able to practice in a few areas of law i really don't like i think it's i don't want to say it's easy because it's challenging for sure but it's not impossible i mean it's like uh you're kind of been like a chameleon yeah do you find that even from like a personal standpoint um do you have like a lot of different personal interests like different yeah. personal ways of being that this is kind of how you are yeah I, I would say that's true. I have a ton of hobbies, um, a ton of hobbies. I'm looking out at my office right now. One of my hobbies that developed after I got my law firm, um, because my law firm has a ton of huge windows from floor to ceiling all over the place, is plants. I've got, I, 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 have, I have about 100 plants in my office. <laughs> wow. I have this green thumb. Yeah. And I have rare plants. I have foreign plants, variegated, fenestrated plants, mixes, hybrids, and all this stuff. And I've really gotten into it. And like you said earlier, the motorcycle stuff, I have a ton of hobbies and um, I don't know. I don't like life to be boring. I like to try stuff out. I like to give stuff a shot. 
that is uh, counterintuitive to the way an attorney is supposed to be. <laughs> Traditionally, attorneys don't, don't like trying new things or, or trying a variety of things. I like the plan. I like the plan thing. I think you posted at one point on LinkedIn about the kind of environment you create at your office mm -hmm. with, with the plants is very almost like uh, meditative, right? Or mm -hmm. like you're walking into a space. So is there anything else that you've kind of brought in from a personal kind of hobby standpoint that's kind of bled over into your professional way of being or the kind of culture or environment you've created at your law firm? I'd say two things. Um, one is not really the most unique. I mean, I think some other firms do this. I bring my dogs in from time to time. Um, not every day because they can be distracting for me. I love them very much. And sometimes I just want to cuddle them. So but <laughs> my clients do love seeing them. But the other part of the culture that I was just warned about growing up and in law school is I'm against the grain. I have long hair. I'm covered from head to toe in tattoos. And I've, you know, in law school, people dressed in suits and I was always in sweatpants. And <laughs> same, growing, same. Yeah, same. Yeah. Growing up, it was always, you know, don't get any visible tattoos and no piercings and no this or that. In my office, I wear, I mean, I'm as you can tell, I'm in a t-shirt right now. And I, I have already met with two or three clients today. And, um, you know, oftentimes I wear shorts and I show like, you can see right here, there's a little tattoo poking out. Yeah. I just, I, I'm a lawyer for the people. I am a blue collar. I feel like I'm a blue collar man. I grew up in a small town. Um, and I feel like that, I feel like it makes clients very um, comfortable because I'm not some frumpy old dude in a suit. I'm just like the regular old dude, like wearing like my Nike shoes and just, you know, I don't know. I think they like that. I really do. It, it makes a, it creates trust. Yeah. It's uh, like, I'm one of you. I'm one of you. I'm no yeah. better. Than you. <laughs> I, what I tell people is I'm just a normal dude. You know, yeah, I am. Uh, and you know, that's how I'm going to show up. And that's how I'm going to interact with you is there's not this power dynamic, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's like for a lot of my clients, so I do bankruptcy work, right? A lot of people are everyday people, right? Plumbers, nurses, carpenters. I mean, you name it, the trades. I don't, try to suggest that like i know i can i'm going to show up at your house and figure out how to do the plumbing mm -hmm. <laughs> right like you know and i think people kind of respect that if you're like hey um i'm just like you i'm going to talk like you look like you dress like you that there's some amount of that kind of shared experience that mm -hmm. commonality you know that people can really connect to and it's not like you're this like um other force right like you are somehow the attorney you're going to come into the situation and it the the law is going to be done to the person right um, you know as opposed to with them um i think is just a new way of operating so what what is the what has been the reception from other attorneys where you're at i mean you're you're in iowa mm -hmm. a, fair, a fairly i would say traditional um, I, I call it playing Iowa baseball. It's a totally very close knit group of attorneys there in Des Moines. Yeah. Um, what, what is the typical reception to Ben Lynch showing up as Ben Lynch with his ponytail, not in his clear glasses 
and tattoos. Yeah. Um, honestly, I've, I've been contacted by many, many attorneys asking me how, like, pretty much saying, can you teach me what you're doing? And, <laughs> and even by, even by, even by yeah. older folks, like like yeah. attorneys in their 50s and 60s saying like, I don't know how to make a website or how does your website mm. look real? Mine looks mechanical and crappy. Or like, can you teach me how to do social media stuff? And also on that same vein, I've also seen a lot of firms mimicking a lot of what I do online. And honestly, I, I don't care. Like that's not, I'm sure. not salty about it, but I've seen plenty of firms, especially in some of my same practice groups, um, where I can tell they're watching my social media, and it, it's, it's it's fine. Yeah, but it's hey, it's cool. a it's a it's the best form of flattery, and it, and yeah. it ele elevates everything, right? Yep, I'm fine with it. I, I love helping people, and I I mm. I feel like I go get I don't drink alcohol, but I go get drinks with people or get coffee with people all the time, and I'll share what I know. I don't know I, I don't know everything, and I'm not the smartest attorney, and I'm not the best marketer, but. I love talking shop. It's one of my favorite things to do. So if I can learn from you and you can learn from me, let's go do it. We're all on the same team. Ben, that's so refreshing. I, I always thought too that, um, you know, there's not this like competition, even people in your same practice area. If you can share what you're doing and it benefits basically the community, other people engaging with legal services isn't that just a net benefit for for everyone and and i think it's this whole idea that if you are you know showing up in your way that it's almost like counter culture the fear around it is that you know people are going to be suspicious or be like a pet or judgmental but it's actually almost the opposite people are like almost like um it's like a breath of fresh air. There's like a sigh of relief. Like, thank goodness that there's a Ben Lynch here doing these things differently. It almost is like uh, allows people to give themselves to permission to breathe. Mm -hmm. um, so what are some things that you do in terms of kind of your business approaches that you would say are different? I saw on LinkedIn, you have like the, the racing kits with your law firm name on them. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did RAGBRAI this year, myself and my office manager. Um, we signed up for RAGBRAI um, and we I got like some real cool custom like racing jerseys made. They're, they're so dope, they're so yeah. cool. <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm looking at it right now. I actually, uh, I, I framed it, like I got it professionally framed at um, Michael's, it's a craft store. And it's sure. up there in a frame and I put it up in my office, it looks cool. Uh, I've taken um, other employees skydiving. Um, we've done some cool stuff. Um, I don't know. I just like to share about my experiences. That's kind of what I do on on social media. Is um, somebody gave me advice very early on. It wasn't my idea, and they said, "In your marketing, just humanize yourself." People want to know, like, being an attorney is really kind of cool. That a lot of people like look up to. It's kind of mystical. It's kind of romanticized in movies and stuff. They just want to see what you're doing. So I just kind of let people in on what I'm doing. Like I go on a motorcycle trip. I, I, I snap a pic. Like I go volunteer. I snap a pic. If I have a boring day at the office with a dog on my lap, I take a pic and people like it. And I, and I think they're like, Oh, he's a normal dude, just like me. And I don't know. I think people kind of like that. Well, and you're not trying so hard. 
yeah it's not it's not because i think this gets thrown around right now too is a lot of his like personal branding and all, all you're doing is just saying like this is what i'm doing anyway this is mm -hmm. like just a a natural part of what i'm doing day to day i'm just going to share this with you um i'm going to be vulnerable in this way is just you know be like here here i am riding a motorcycle so do you find then with kind of these different social outlets that people are then hiring you like hey i saw you like motorcycles i like motorcycles oh yeah we've i've definitely tapped into and it's just completely unintentional um but like i tapped into like the biker community i've tapped it i've tapped into the tattoo community i tapped into when the black lives matter stuff was happening um you know i am a white dude and i live in kind of like a white neighborhood but i've tapped into like other neighborhoods that i didn't really know before and you know black folks and brown folks were reaching out to me for the first time and you know it was kind of cool so i've tapped into things unintentionally just based on my interests I'm trying to think of some other things um those are the three that kind of stick out but um they the just tat the tattoo community is a huge community yep um i had another one of my friends on the podcast ryan mclaughlin and he's got tattoos visible all up his neck his forearms his whole body is basically covered he has ear gauges the whole thing and it's like how do you just um and it's kind of goes to your background you said you're a philosophy philosophy major in college is like identity and so when you're thinking of yourself and someone asks you like who are you ben is the first thing you say attorney or what how do you identify does it depend upon who you're talking to or the environment you're in because so many attorneys if you ask them traditionally like who are you they say i'm an attorney that's a deep question that's a good question hmm. as, as much as i probably hate to admit it because i'd like to be the cool guy who says oh, i'm an attorney <laughs> i definitely i have a deep sense of like my identity in an attorney it would be a mm. complete, it would be a complete lie if i said no to that um if i like go on a date with someone that's not the first thing i tell them in fact i usually like don't bring that up at first but i think it kind of depends I, I don't lead with it but like i'm damn proud of my law firm i'm damn proud of being an attorney mm. i'm damn proud of helping people so it's it's a huge part of my mm. life and i like it and it's fun and like it's crazy. Did you say fun? Did you say being an attorney is fun? It can be. I don't yeah. know what else I would be doing. I don't know what <laughs> else I would be doing. You know, it, it's this all resonates with me. Uh, I knew Ben. You and I uh, needed to talk at some point and become friends because it's exactly what I say. Like practicing law can be enjoyable. It can be so fun, um, even when you're helping people through really tough, tough, tough stuff. Mm -hmm. um it can be rewarding it could be fulfilling it can so suck what, sometimes <laughs> well yeah i mean i mean it, it it for sure can it's being an attorney is tough yeah it is because there's not always a clear answer and you're dealing with other humans while you're being human 
right? So like as your life sometimes is messy, so is the people you're helping. Their life is messy. Yep. And so it's not always like, hey, I'm going to show up. You know, some days you show up and your dog's sick mm -hmm. or you've got a sick kid or you're just really tired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and your client shows up the same way and you're like, uh oh, this isn't this is going to be uh, difficult. But overall, it can be very fulfilling. So how, how do you how do you deal with and the challenges of being an attorney, the stress, the managing your own practice? How do you deal with that? Hmm. When I first started, um, like I said, I've been in it for about seven years now. When I first started, I've been in, um, I've been going to um, a therapist for about, I think, since I was in law school. So probably like eight or nine years. And I remember when I first started going to him, when I went to, into practice, I remember all I would ever talk about is like, I'm stressed that I'm doing things wrong, that I'm going to miss a mm -hmm. deadline, that I'm going to screw something up, that I'm going to go into court and not know what it is. I don't really have those. I don't really have that. I have confidence in, in my who I am as an attorney at this point. But mm -hmm. I, I guess what I stress out about now in my practice, I think a lot about, and I talk about this in therapy a lot, and she's not here right now. And I, I think she would, I think she would appreciate this, but like one thing I really think about and is like my, my office manager, my right hand man, like I, I stress about, am I giving her too much work? Is she happy? How can I make things like better for her? Like, is she okay? Is she happy? Like what's going on in her personal life? Like that's something I think about a lot. Um, I want to be the boss that she deserves because she's awesome um you know i think about a lot of, like different things that comes with running a firm like taxes and accounting and audits and yeah, IRS. <laughs> those, aren't thing I, those aren't things i thought about at the beginning um sure one came up today for me was uh reimbursement for travel for mileage i was like yeah oh yes <laughs> right like that that's a thing or you know as these different, you know, kind of small business things come up. So you would, so you would say almost, you, you almost seem like struggled to identify with like a traditional, like attorney stress. Yeah. I don't really have them anymore, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. I don't get stressed out about deadlines and, you know, I show up, I'm a hard worker, I'm anal, I'm type A, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm a control freak, I'm organized. So I have a handle on stuff and I know it's going to get done. Um, that's not to say I don't have stress, but I think, you know, lately I just got back from therapy earlier today and I don't really talk about work when I'm there. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. used to all the time, but I don't as much anymore. That, that is really, um, powerful. Yeah. Um, is that it's possible right mm -hmm. <laughs> to be an attorney and but not be stressed about being an attorney um i mean me even yeah with therapy now i've started focusing on what how do you navigate when everything's going well mm -hmm. like how, navigating you have all these opportunities you have all this cool stuff going on now how do you navigate that I think from a attorney perspective, there's a lot of it's easy things. You mentioned earlier, you don't drink. I stopped drinking. I think it's attorneys, it's really terrible. easy. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. You're year and a half ago. I was just like, I'm done with this. Good. Good um, for you. That's awesome. It, it, 
it was um i didn't realize how much i was doing on a day-to-day basis to just kind of mask my own anxiety mm-hmm. um and once i started getting rid of these different outlets for masking my own anxiety then i had to deal with my anxiety once i dealt with my anxiety and what was causing the anxiety um my anxiety went away um cool. and because i was trying to avoid dealing with the anxiety i was just an anxious <laughs> Um, but you know, I think from attorneys, a lot of it's just like, you know, it's easy to kind of identify here are the bad things you need to get rid of mm-hmm. Inst- instead of here are the positive things to do. Um, so, okay. So Ben, you've seemed to have locked some things here. Did you, did you always know you wanted to be an attorney? Cause you, I, that, is, that is the most common question I get asked. I, I, yeah. That must be a very, people are very curious about that question. <laughs> okay. I, I, I am. I am. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. No, I did not. Um, I think I figured it out probably halfway through undergrad because my, my, like I said, my degrees were in philosophy. You can't do crap with that. Sure. Uh, unless you want to you know, like go be like a scholar or a professor or something, which would take a ton of time. And I'm not smart enough to do that. Um, and then I did was criminology, which I absolutely loved. I like, I like interacting with people. I like to understand why they do this, um, how we work together in a society. And my options with that were to be to, were to be a cop. And, uh, I'm, I didn't want to do that. So I liked college. My parents always supported me and, um, pushed me to to further my education. I was like, well, I'm just going to go get, um, a, professional degree or go on and get a doctorate, what am I going to do it in? My both, both my brothers are doctors and I am not like the math and science analytical person like them, more of a talker, a thinker, a speaker. So I was like, I'm going to go to law school. I love politics. I love arguing. I, I, at the time I liked arguing because I was an edgy college kid, but <laughs> sure. I don't know. I just kind of, I kind of just went with it. I would say I was <laughs> probably like a junior or senior in college when I, when I decided I was going to go and I just kind of went, I didn't, I didn't job shadow anybody. And I did honestly, I didn't even tour a single college. I applied to Drake. I got accepted and I was like, well, I'm going to law school. And my first time at Drake was the first day of class. Get out of here. I'm, I'm dead serious. So this is the, uh, the thing. So, so far I, you're the seventh person I've talked to. Um, overwhelmingly i think six out of the seven were like you know i kind of just was like yeah i'm gonna go to law school kind of just like you like that's how i did i was like i was a a creative writing major in college and i was like i like helping people i like to read and write like honestly that would that was it that's cool it was like that's hey and being an attorney involves talking with a lot of people helping people and you have to read and write a lot (laughs) if you just simplify it that much so then did you find it in law school because you said you're you're an achiever Mm -hmm. um did did you fall prey to then in law school the traditional kind of law school trappings i did not like law school i loved undergrad it was like you know i got to leave small town iowa and meet people that didn't look like me people Mm -hmm. that practice different religions LGBT people, black people, brown people, atheists, 
everybody, professors, and 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 I loved it. It was cool. You know, it was kind of more just. I don't know. Undergrad is way different than law school. I loved it. Law school, I didn't quite like it. I really didn't. I like being a lawyer much more than law school. I was very stressed out during law school. I did well. I think I was in the top third of my class, but it it, it was taxing, man. It was very taxing. I drank, I drank a little bit too heavily during that period. I haven't drank in three and a half years, and it 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 didn't seem like it made me. Looking back, I don't think it really did what it was supposed to do. I mean like the, the bar exam for example it's just all off memory and it's two days of cramming for a test that doesn't really prepare you to be a lawyer i don't know I didn't, I didn't like it i didn't I, I just really didn't like law school i i i don't know i didn't well it's because you weren't helping people yeah you're a helper man yeah you, it, you, felt, it, it almost felt like um like it, it, like a rite of passage, like uh, and it, it's it was almost like a hazing. It felt like a hazing. Like mm. it was like mother effer. Like let's let's <laughs> see if you, let's see if you got what it takes. It wasn't like <laughs> oh. I, hey, I survived this. You have you're to. gonna survive this, even That's if it, it makes felt like. no sense. Um, you know, you're gonna go through this process that is antiquated. Um, it destroys mental well-being. Yeah. Um, and so, okay. So three and a half years ago, you give up drinking. Is there anything else you've done? I mean, you go to therapy. That's awesome. Um, is there anything else you've done to be like, Hey, I'm going to change my lifestyle for me? Yeah. I mean, um, I take my medications, you know, in conjunction with my doctors, that makes me feel better and be happier and, um, treat people better. I work out religiously. I'm a, I'm a workout fiend. I work out, um, six, seven days a week. I love weights and I love, I've recently gotten into running. Um, so I, I, that's kind of my additional therapy time at the gym. Um, I've always loved the weight room and I've kept it up during, during being a lawyer and I'm glad that I've done so, but I don't know. I love the outdoors. I, I love, I've, like I said, I've gotten this nature thing, the, the, the plants and it's, it's been very calming. It's so, so fun to me. And I have um, a huge flower bed at the house um, outside. And What's your favorite flower? What's your favorite flower? My favorite flower is a hibiscus. Ooh. And my favorite plant is a monstera. Ooh, good picks. Um, yeah. my, at my house, we have a, a lot of yard. I live on a ha- half acre lot. Cool. And we're in the process right now of how much lawn can we eliminate and convert to wildflowers. Heck yeah. I love that. <laughs> My wife mowed our lawn for the first time a couple weeks ago. And Your she's neighbors like, must love you. <laughs> yeah. It is like, well, so I live uh, in Minnesota. Okay. And, and they just um, passed a new law that you can have that no longer can a city ban alternative lawns. That's cool. That's so hip and liberal. I love so that. Sweet. And so now we're like, okay, um, next year we're gonna take a large part of our front yard and just convert it to like prairie. You have to like burn it every three years, don't you, or something? Yeah. Uh huh. That's cool. I mean, that'll be an experience. <laughs> My neighbors were really gonna love me then, but here in Minnesota, people burn things all the time. I I'm mean, sure there's companies that come out and do it safely with insurance. You know what I mean? I'm sure. Well, here, yeah, you there's a uh, lawn, uh, lawn care companies and stuff that are 
um, specifically designed for that. There's a whole nonprofit called Lawns to Legumes that just helps you convert your lawn into a pollinator habitat. Nice. Save the bees. Oh, absolutely, man. So what, so like, what is something you're working on right now um, with your practice um, that's something cool, something different, something new? One, well, I'm going to toot my own whore here. I have been kind of doing it the entire time, but I, I would be willing to bet that I think I've done more expungements in the Metro or maybe in Iowa than, um, anybody else. I mean, just a couple of years ago, these, we had some great new expungement laws come out and we've hosted, um, two or three clinics in conjunction with Iowa legal aid, our office, we did one on our own. And then we did a couple with them and I'm kind of known as the expungement guy. Like if you Google expungement attorney, I, I think I'm one of the first people that pops up. Um, and I do those essentially, um, I call it low bono. I pretty much, when someone calls in, if it's for a clinic, it's free. Um, and if it's outside of the clinic time, when we're doing like a free clinic, I I pretty much say, what are you able to afford? And I'll pretty much accept anything because pay what you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's like, uh, uh, like, uh, very yogic. Yeah. It's, 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 Mm. uh, we have some really good laws on the books right now to help people out. And, I, I like to try to take advantage of it and it makes me so happy because I've made some mistakes in my life. Never any like big criminal things, but I mean, it could have happened to me. And, and I, mm. you know, some people have been unfairly prejudiced for things that have happened a very long time ago for housing, education, jobs. And, um, it's fun. It's easy. I, it, it's so satisfying. And I just do it for a flat fee. I've, I've done it for as low as, you know, uh, I'm not going to say it on here because, um, <laughs> you're fine <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like a, it, it's kind of yeah. i work with the person so sure you know, i don't want to go and say that i'm going to do them for free for everybody but i've done plenty so, well, um, so you, you you personalize it yeah you, you take each person at as they come to you yep, yep. which is which is super unique so how, how i mean how many people are you representing at any given point in time i think right now we have about 80 85 clients it keeps us busy yeah that's pretty good yeah I mean, and i think with your mix i think probably half or a third of them are in litigation so i mean that's wild and yeah. you're you're the only attorney i'm the only attorney and it's oh. always going to stay that way it's always going to stay that way you're always going to be uh solo yep always why, why have you just said that because i i don't want I would love to work with a young attorney and bring them on, but I don't want, I don't want to bring someone on and do all the paperwork of malpractice insurance and this and that, and then train Mm -hmm. them and have them leave or have the work not be up to par. Mm -hmm. I would rather be the guy and then bring in support staff. So I have a couple law clerks. I have an office manager. Um, I'd rather just grow from the bottom up. I'm I'm fine. I, I can handle it. And quite frankly, my objective is to not get as much work as possible and get as much money as humanly possible. My job, my, my goal is to just have a good time. Like it's not the end all be all is not to make an extra X, Y, and Z a year, which I could probably do if I brought on another attorney. That's literally not my goal in life. Like I like making money and it. I like living comfortably, but I don't, it's not at the expense of 
doing a shitty job for somebody because a new attorney came on or having it shuffle halfway through where they have to go from this attorney to another per person. I just don't want to do that. I just want to keep it simple. It's, it's working. Don't rock the boat. Simplicity. Yeah. And, um, any additional, uh, growth really just allows you to be more selective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And hone in further on helping the people you want to help in the way yep. you want to help them. That is extremely unique, Ben. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you hear this a lot? They're like, Ben, this way, this way of practicing law, I mean, you've got hundreds of five-star Google reviews. Mm -hmm. And so clearly you're doing something right, but this I message, this, I, I think so. I, I, um, I really care, man. I really give a crap. It's like, I, I, that I, that comes through. I mean, Thank that you. comes through, I think is that you become, you, you're really clear with yourself. Um, and how did you get to this point? Like, do you think you're naturally just a person that seeks this clarity or did you have like a life experience that led this to this point, like what led to you to have this amount of clarity about like who you are and how you practice? I think, I don't think, I don't think I was like this at other firms. And I, th I think the mm -hmm. difference between um, the past, you know, the first four years compared to my last three years, when I've, I feel like I've kind of leveled up and like, felt more comfortable and more pride is because my law firm is called Ben Lynch law. It's not QP and Abraham. It's not hope law firm. They're great firms, but you don't take ownership in it as much because you're just getting a W2 paycheck every two weeks. Like this is my firm. If I mess up, it's like I messed up for somebody else. Like Ben Lynch, the owner did something wrong. So I have a lot of pride in what I do. I want to like do the best. It's mm -hmm. my damn firm. It's my firm. Mm -hmm. I, I, if I can like make or break your custody case or make or break you going to prison or make or break the difference between a hundred thousand dollar settlement and $200,000 settlement, that's a huge freaking deal. And it, it's my name signing the check. It's my name on the retainer agreement. So I want to do a good job. It's ownership and pride. Mm. That's, that's what I feel like the difference is and how I've gotten like that, that level of pride. It's, it's pride. I just want to do a good job for people. I don't want to let people down. And it's, and I think you mean that in the positive sense of pride. You're not selfish. You're selfless. Try to that, be. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I um, probably more self-critical. Yeah, than, I'm very than, than anyone from the outside looking in would be. I'm very hard on myself. I, I just, yeah, I take it seriously, very seriously. And I think, see, this is a point too. People have asked me, okay, you practice in kind of this different way. You show up differently. You show up as yourself. And what I have to tell people is like, well, yeah, you still need the technical acumen, you know, expertise. Mm. You need to have the acumen. You can't just show up in your in your own way and uh, be a, do a crappy job. Like... You can look the part, right? You can look like the suit and tie attorney and be a crappy attorney. Yep. There's plenty of those. 
Um, But it's, you know, almost because of showing up alternatively, um, kind of counterculturally in a different from in a different normative way that do you feel as though there's even more pressure to perform, to achieve, to do a good job, to be perfect than if, than if not? I do feel that way, man. I, I will be honest with you. I, that is, yeah, that's something I, that is something I talk about at therapy. And it's, I think, I think, as lawyers just in general, I think it's not unique to me or it's not, I think it's kind of just our profession is when we mess up, you know, we don't want to get publicly reprimanded. We don't want to get sued. We don't want to like let our clients down. Like the stakes are kind of high. Like these are kind of pretty big deals. So like, you know, and the other side's job is to exploit your mistakes. So you kind of have to be hypervigilant. Do you find that hypervigilance bleeds over into like your personal life? Or are you able to separate that, that out? I've gotten so much better at that. I used to be terrible at it, but like, I don't bring my computer home. This, com- I have a laptop. It stays, it, unless I'm going to court, it never goes home with me. Um, I, I, I leave my stuff at the office and I like, I, I never work from home ever, never refuse, refuse to. So that way I kind of separate <laughs> out when I am at home, yeah. I, am, I am not working. And mm. I, I don't, I can count on the, my hand, you know, one hand the amount of times I've worked from home. I do, do not do it. Sure. That works for you. Well, Ben, this has been just awesome. Cool, man. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's fun. yeah, no, this is this is great. So how I, I, how I wrap this up every time is I ask people, what do you think it means to be a newfangled lawyer? A new what? Newfangled. I have no idea what that means. You know, Okay, so this is good. Thanks, Ben. Thank you for, we didn't plan this, I promise. So new, newfangled is means like objectively new, and it's kind of like um, almost like poking fun at, you know, kind of the idea of when attorneys see something new, they're like, "Oh, look at that newfangled thing!" Like they don't get it, they don't understand, but there's some amount of it being refreshed, you know, refreshing to practice kind of in this new way. So maybe I just answered the question, but. Um, uh, so that's what I mean. It's like a, this objectively new kind of refreshing way that is counterculture. What do you think that means? And then to me, it means to me it means I'm going to do whatever the heck I want to do that serves my clients. I don't really give a crap if people don't like my culture or whatever. I think people mm-hmm. love it. In fact, I, I am not even. I think people think I'm dope, and I want to be dope, and I want to be myself, and my clients like it. And if a potential client or another law firm doesn't like it. That's their problem, not mine. I don't know. I'm just going to do me. <laughs> Amen. Just gonna do me. That's it. Yeah, you, you just do you, Ben. Well, I appreciate it. Um, this was awesome. So I'm going to hit stop recording now. We'll wrap up. And everyone, if you like this episode, make sure to follow it. Check out Ben on LinkedIn. Um, he posts some really good stuff. So uh, thank you so much, Ben. Uh, Here I go, hitting stop record.